0: G'day, welcome back. Darren Mitchell here, and you're listening to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast on this Tuesday, second day of the working week, and also the last working day, last day of February, 28th of February, 2023. Don't know about you, but the time has absolutely flown in 2023 so far, and I reckon the older we get, the quicker time Speeds up. Now there's probably a reason for that. Uh, I don't know what that is, but if there's a if there's a quantum physicist out there amongst the listeners, love to know if there's anything uh, to do with age and how time seems to speed up as we age. Love to know any thoughts on that. But I digress because today is the first podcast of the week. Did a workshop yesterday, so obviously didn't get a chance to jump on the microphone. So greatly appreciate you plugging in for the first show of the week. And of course, if you haven't yet subscribed to the show, please press the subscribe button on the platform you're listening to, or if you're on the Apple platform, simply press follow, and that will enable me to let you know when new episodes are up, ready to be digested. And of course, if you can rate the show as well and leave a comment, that would be awesome as well. So as we begin the new week, I did a, uh, a little post on LinkedIn on the weekend. I was thinking about this over the weekend because, as always, there's lots of conversations uh, that I had, and I've... Out of those conversations, there's lots of themes that come out. And most recently, I was talking to a number of individuals in the sales game, and they were talking about how their sales guys and account executives were having some challenges with their sales calls. And so we did a a bit of a deep dive. I did a bit of an investigation, had a bit of a conversation, did a bit of observation, and listened in to a few of these calls. Some of them were video calls. Some of them were audio calls. Uh, And I've also gone out on the road with a few of them as well uh, late last year, which was really interesting. Uh, But what's one thing, and and irrespective of whether it's 2022, 2023, uh, 1998, when I was doing all this, uh, or probably, dare I say it, in 2030, because nothing fundamentally has changed over the last 20 years, why would it change in the next seven? If there's one area that the vast majority of salespeople could improve on, it is their in-call performance. And mottos add to this as well, sales leaders can improve in this area significantly as well. And one of the reasons for that is many sales leaders have learnt from previous sales leaders who learnt from their sales leaders who also happen to be sales executives who are le- learning from sales executives and sales leaders who probably spoke too much about themselves and their company and their product and not nearly enough about the customer. So irrespective of the industry, the products, or the service, and this is always an interesting one as well, where I see organizations looking for new salespeople, and they say, oh, you must, have, you must have technical experience in this particular industry, or you must have an extensive knowledge of this particular product. Unless you're in brain surgery, and I've had some clients in the medical profession where you have to have that really technical knowledge because you are dealing with, your customers, are de- you're dealing with uh, you know, thoracic surgeons and all these really, really detailed technical type people. Those are the exceptions, but for the vast majority of uh, industries, segments, you can learn all that skill. That's all skill set. That's all learned competency. Now, what's incredible is how many salespeople lead a conversation with a customer or prospective customer with information, providing them with a plethora of amazing, incredible features of their product and their service, and in many cases, not even noticing the fact that the eyes of the customer or prospective customer are glazing over. They get so caught up in how great and how shiny their product is, they don't know what else to talk about. So they end up walking out of the sales call thinking they've delivered a very high quality sales call, albeit a very one-dimensional sales call, yet they've got nothing tangible Show for it now. I see this happen over and over and over again, and it's almost like when you talk to people after a sales call and you do a bit of a debrief and you ask for some feedback, it's incredible how many people say, Well, that was a really good call. And I said, Well, what made you think it was a great call? and they said, Well, I left them with lots of information, I provided them with lots of features of our product. And I said, fantastic. What else did you notice? And I'll say, oh, well, I left them with a quotation or I left them with uh, some more brochure wear. maybe I set up a meeting for a demonstration. And I said, well, that's fantastic. What did you notice about the customer? And what did you notice on things like the ratio of conversation between you speaking and you not speaking? And for most people, they're completely oblivious to the fact that most salespeople spend far too much time speaking in a sales call and not nearly enough time shutting up in a sales call, which means they've got to get better and better and better at asking more insightful, more open, more penetrating type of questions. And what they're often not um, open to either is the fact that they don't notice the body language of the customer or the prospective customer uh, not getting interested, not uh, not not leaning forward into the conversation. And not paying attention to those little signals can often be the death knell of a sale because they just continue to talk and talk and talk and just overwhelm them with so much quote-unquote information. And the fascinating thing is around sales, irrespective of whether somebody is selling a $10 widget or a multi-million dollar uh, customized solution, most salespeople, unfortunately, are operating with the same methodology. Now, we've got to do something different, and here's what exceptional salespeople understand. They understand a very, very important couple of principles. And number one, they understand that, and I've said this many, many times on the podcast if you've been listening in, their customer is not actually interested in their product or their service, and neither is your customer interested in your product or your service. Simply what they're looking for is they're looking for a solution to a problem. And sometimes that problem is not a problem they knew they had until they had a conversation with you. Now, if you can do that, all of a sudden, all the emphasis is on the customer, all the emphasis is on them and how they can potentially either avoid a problem or provide a solution to a problem that becomes obvious through having a conversation. It is not about the product push. They will purchase the product. They will do whatever they can to try and get that product if it forms part of a solution to a problem that they know they have. That's the first principle. The customer does not want your product. Number two is they are relentless in their focus on creating a two-way dialogue where the customer does the vast majority of the talking. Now, just have to think about your own experience, the last four or five sales calls, and just think about how much time did you spend as a percentage of the overall call speaking versus listening. Now, when I talk about listening, it's a completely different kettle of fish because a lot of people hear, but they're not actually actively listening. So when I'm talking about listening, I mean being very, very present to the person who's in front of you. Now, those two key principles, the product is not what your customer wants and being relentless in having a two-way dialogue where you're doing uh, the majority of the listening sounds pretty simple and pretty logical. right? Then why is it that we overload customers with information and do not become exceptional at asking insightful and Strategic questions. Now, I've always, especially in the in the role that I do now, having worked work with teams and coaching and mentoring, I'm always fascinated when I'm working with sales teams as to try to get to the bottom of this particular question. Now, some of it lies in the fact that most sales training that's done is more technical product-type training and maybe process-type training that the organization provides their salespeople. So at least they have a blueprint to follow that enables the salespeople to better sell, quote-unquote, the company's product the company's services. And yet when you look at the return on investment of that training, materially, there is not a huge amount of uptake in terms of numbers going in the northerly direction after technical training is provided. There might be every now and then a short spike and there might be some exceptions to the rule, but as a general rule, the technical training on how to sell a product does not necessarily increase the sales results and certainly doesn't provide Sustainability. So I've always been asking this question and thinking about, well, why is it that companies continue to invest in this sales training from a technical side to try and get the products uh, in the forefront of the customers' minds, and and less training on the softer skills that really is the difference that makes all the difference. And I kind of keep wondering, and I keep asking you know, sales teams as well in terms of what what is the main focus? And a really obvious question, it's all about the target. So I often wonder whether uh, the training that's provided and therefore the reason why salespeople default back to the product and the service type spiel, is it because they're under so much pressure to close a sale? Uh, and they feel as if they've got to convince the customer as to the viability of the product, the viability of the solution, and then they become more of a convincer, more of a manipulator, rather than spending their time qualifying the customer and legitimately qualifying the customer. And this is a mindset. This is an attitude. So with those two key principles in place, uh, the customer doesn't want your product, and we've got to be relentlessly in the two-way dialogue, we've got to really start thinking about, well, how do we better qualify a customer? And the only real way to qualify a customer is, is essentially to ask, A series of insightful and open-based questions and then shut up but actively listen. Now, I actually issued a challenge on a podcast not long ago where I asked whether you could actually go through an entire week and I've given this to salespeople often. Can you go through a a sales week without having a conversation or leading a conversation with your product? That is, can you avoid talking about your product? or your service and instead ask as many questions as you possibly can. Now for the vast majority, if not, I would say all of them that I've spoken to, it's a very, very difficult, if not impossible task to undertake because at the end of the day, there are still products that get talked about and often we can't help ourselves but talk to the talk about the product because we run out of things or we, we perceive that we run out of things to say. So one of the key things I'm always saying, saying to salespeople and also to sales leaders is if you're in doubt as to what to say next, think about a best the best question you could possibly ask because that will give you a little bit of thinking time, but it also gives you an opportunity to listen to the customer because from the response of the customer, there may well be another question you can ask and let the conversation flow and hopefully in that process identify a problem rather than try to push on to the customer or convince a customer that you have a viable solution. So instead of trying to be interesting to your customer, and I say this all the time, a lot of people out there try to have as many conversations as they possibly can, and they end up talking more about themselves than the other person. How about we do something completely different? And it's an old adage, but it's a very true adage, and that is if you try to be interested in other people, you very quickly start to become interesting to other people. So instead of trying to be interesting to the customer, instead of trying to convince them that you've got the best product or the best service, how about instead... We seek to be genuinely interested in the customer. And when I say genuine, it has to be genuine. This is not the fake it until you make it. You've got to be genuine, genuinely interested in your customer. Because if we did that, what do you think might happen? We just might become interesting to that customer because we're starting to talk about something that is very near and dear to them, either themselves or their product or their own solutions they're trying to put in place for their own customer base. And so as a consequence of that conversation, there's a high probability that there could be a business transaction that is valuable for both parties that comes as a result of that conversation. But here's the other key thing in this, and that is from a mindset perspective, going into a sales call and not having to put pressure on ourselves to have to get a result, being able to remove ourselves from having to get the perfect result and instead focusing on the process. And when I say the process, this is not the sales process. It's the process of asking questions, making sure that we're clear on that principle of the product is not the most important thing, and that the customer's problem is the most important thing, and get them to talk as much as we possibly can. If we focus on that, and we really focus in on that, there's a very high probability that if we don't get the sale there and then, at least we might be planting some seeds for a follow-up that may actually lead To a sale. As I say to most salespeople as sales leaders as well, if you did this, if you focus on this, you're probably going to be in the 1% to 2% of salespeople that actually do this and do this religiously, and therefore you're going to differentiate yourself against your competition because every other salesperson and every other sales leader is going in talking about the product and talking about the solution. They just do it because they cannot help themselves sometimes, or in fact most times, because they don't know any different. So as we launch into this brand new week, let's focus our attention on being genuinely interested in our customers and asking insightful and great questions, and then shutting up, because you might actually be blown away at what happened. So that's hopefully that message resonates, and hopefully that finds you just at the right moment, because you might be having some conversations today or tomorrow or towards the back end of this week that are very, very important, and you need to try to make sure that every single post is the winner, And uh, by you differentiating yourself and thinking about what sort of questions and then I'm just going to focus on listening, get the customer to speak as much as they possibly can, you just might be on a winner. So as we wrap up this podcast, a quick reminder that if you're looking for a mentor, would like to investigate and have a conversation about potentially working together. Uh, as having me as your mentor to help you fast-track your development in your sales leadership quest to become an exceptional sales leader. Love to have a conversation. Simply go to leadwithdarren.com, pick a time that suits, we'll jump on Zoom, have a conversation about where you're at, what you're looking to achieve over the next 90-plus days. Uh, We can map out a plan and get to work as early as the back end of this week on executing that plan. So look forward to that conversation, and as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best.